So I'm here, uh, it's Dylan from the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. I'm here with uh, tonight's third goal scorer, Michael Seaton. Uh, you had a pretty rough 50-50 challenge there with Estrepo, uh, and you definitely got there first. How are you feeling after that? And, uh, definitely a red card. I think I've been having like a trend this season with red cards. Like, actually, I got one this season, I have two against me this season, so I thought it was going work to work in my favor this game, and it should have been a red card. I think I got the ball, and if he didn't touch me, I was on the goal, but the referee felt like he was just giving out cards. The last thing he wanted to do was get a red card out to the game to mess it up. Do you feel, uh, how do you feel physically after so much contact with that? I feel fine now, but I think that's adrenaline kicking in. So when it wears down, I think I'm gonna feel it in the morning for sure. All right, yeah. All right. So you had an operation earlier. Was that yeah. just to straighten it out? Yeah, um, straighten it out. I had some breathing issues, obviously with the septum being deviated. Um, so they went in and straightened it, cleaned some stuff out. Um, right now, it's there's some splints up there, uh, so the breathing issue is a problem. But once those come out, um, should be good to go. Throw a mask on and. Finish the season off with a mask, protect a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of Phantom on the Opera? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how long do you, has your prognosis gone? How long are you looking to be? Um, I get this out next week, uh, the splint and the, the uh, splints. So once that's out, we get fitted for a mask and should be good to, to return to the field. So open by, uh, I mean, I can't say the doctor's prognosis, but um, I'm hoping by next Saturday, next Friday, next Saturday, we'll be back on the field. So Awesome. Trying to get back on as quickly as possible. Obviously, the field is going to be something out, but it happens. So. <laughs> All right. Well, if nothing else, enjoy, uh, enjoy a little break. Cool, man. Thanks for Appreciate your time. Yeah. That was Michael Seaton and Christian Duke after the match against San Antonio FC. That's uh, Orange County come up victorious and get the full three points. And they followed that up with another full three points against Swope Park Rangers in Kansas City. And, oh, by the way, France won the World Cup, which is what I predicted. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. As we are underway from the champion soccer stadium. First time into the box. It's a great ball. And it bolts in. Oh, it's a world-class goal from Orange County. Chablo, Chablo will have a go off the deflection. And it finds its way in. Selmo shooting from the corner. He put it in. Second opportunity as Andre Rawls shuts it down. This ball finds the top left corner, and Orange County has struck again. Past Hashimoto, Segbert shooting, scoring! Escalante sits on it, and Rawls somehow was ready. And I fight. And they fight over the top. Headed down, it's in! Orange County equalizes! What a debut! Not only for the stadium, but for Sola Avalanche. Are you ready, Orange County? This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast and on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to the Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you each and every episode as we talk all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. How are you doing, Dylan? I'm doing great, Ray. How are you? That's great here. Hey, I'm doing awesome after this has probably been one of the best weeks uh, or, you know, 10 days of soccer 
you know, watching that I've had and um, both on World Cup and in USL. We'll get to all of this great stuff. Um, but how about uh, yourself? How was uh, how were you enjoying watching some of these matches uh, over these past few days? I mean, I've got to echo your same idea. It's been a great it's been a great ten, ten days for watching soccer and uh, and welcome back from uh, Texas. Welcome oh, back to yeah. society. <laughs> hey, Sorry to what? any Texans who listen. You know what? I, 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 I will say this. I was definitely impressed by Austin, Texas. That's where me and my wife traveled. We stayed in Austin for about, what, a week. Uh, we did do a one-day road trip down to San Antonio, but it was darn hot out there, so we didn't get to do a full – we were only down there for maybe like four hours. Um, but part of that trip, I don't know if, uh, if you know any of our listeners follow either my personal Twitter account or our podcast Twitter account, but uh, uh, I got some pictures. I actually uh, – convinced the wife to let me stop at the uh san antonio fc stadium which i believe is toyota field or something like that i can't yeah. remember off the top of my head i believe that's exactly uh, what it's called <laughs> it's a beautiful stadium by the way i mean you could see just like at the orange county stadium you can sort of see through the fence and see what it looks like it looks amazing out there um so i wasn't uh uh, you know, disappointed by just seeing what it looks like, but I was able to take a few pictures in my County Lion Coalition shirt uh, out there in front of the San Antonio sign, and um, was able to sort of um, use that, I guess, as maybe a good luck charm. Maybe, maybe uh, I need to talk the wife uh, into letting us go travel to Texas more often when we're playing San Antonio because it seems like it was a a good luck charm for that match. Yeah, I guess if you just miss every match, um, I'll get the press credentials, so we'll be guaranteed a win. And somehow <laughs> it relates to you like cursing them at their own home or something. I'm not really hey. sure, but. We'll have to find out. You just have to keep maybe traveling. We, maybe we could talk the club into um, sponsoring me to go on v- these vacations when the club's playing so we can get some good juju. So, you know, maybe I can get them to give me some <laughs> tickets uh, leaving tomorrow to go out to St. Louis or something like that. But Yeah, perfect. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get into it. We'll, we'll start off actually with some non-Orange County soccer club stuff. And that's because um, right when we sort of, uh, you know, recorded last week, it was in the middle of uh, getting finding out who was going to be playing in the finals of the World Cup. Um, luckily for me, my team had moved through. We had talked about that last episode. We were still hoping and waiting to see what was going to happen with uh, either Croatia or England. Um, of course, Dylan supporting England uh, on that match. And we did record it prior to the match. Uh, due to technical difficulties, I wasn't able to get the podcast loaded until after the match. But you got to sort of listen to what we were talking about a little bit there. Um, I think we were both rooting for England in that match. Uh, but Croatia was the team that... Uh, that went through what was your thoughts on that dylan it was a really frustrating game to watch um i should say that uh Trippier's goal was amazing it was <laughs> um but i feel like england kind of just stopped playing and towards the end of that second half and a complaints complacency against a team like that and a complacency against luka modric by itself is uh suicide and they learned that um, I think Croatia deserved to win that match. As much as that, as much as that hurts to say, I think that they put in that better performance for that that forty five minute shift. Um, and England looked nervy, and they got punished for it. Um, so <laughs> I was heartbroken and was in a bit of a mood for the rest of the day. But you know, it goes on. Well, I mean, you mentioned the Trippier goal. I mean, uh, what an amazing goal for your first, you know, international goal, I believe was his first goal in on the international stage, which was amazing off of that uh, 
I, I it was off a set piece or something like that. So uh, that was an amazing goal. And yeah, unfortunately, England couldn't get past Croatia. Croatia just was one of these teams that just found a way to sneak through or get through. I mean, I think almost every match they had in the knockout rounds was either went into extra uh, extra time. I almost said extra innings. I think, uh, <laughs> I think almost every single one, if not every single one, went to penalties until England. The England. So but, they uh, were fit. Yes. Of that. I mean, you, everyone I think was, even the broadcasters were talking about, you know, Croatia's has to be tired uh, in that second half against England, and still somehow they were able to um, come away victorious, uh, yeah. which unfortunately took away from our, our hopeful final that I think you and I were looking for, because, you know, of course, me, the France uh, supporter uh, for this tournament, you were rooting on England. We were hoping for that, uh, that uh, orange and black soccer cast final so we could, one of us could have the bragging rights on that, but we didn't get to to that point but we got to the final right got to the final we had france and croatia so both these teams had been doing well uh in the tournament and uh although probably not as close of a match as many people would have hoped for it was definitely a fun match to watch i know there was many of uh, our listeners that went out to the great park uh the championship soccer stadium to watch the viewing party that uh, OCSC through for all the fans. Uh, what were your thoughts? I, I I know you were there, Dylan. How did that all yeah, go? Yeah, myself included. It was actually really nice. I showed up. Uh, I mean, I stayed up a bit late the night before. Um, <laughs> I can't remember if there was wine involved or not. I don't exactly remember. Um, stayed up a bit too late, so got a got a bit of a late start to the morning. Um, and so I rolled in about twenty minutes. Twenty minutes in the game. Maybe almost 30. Um, France had just scored their first goal as we were walking through the gates. So um, from what I saw from that point on, was great. And it was exciting, and it was everything that a World Cup game should have been. But I think France had that game uh, handily in control. From, from the get-go. Probably f- <laughs> pro- yeah, I mean, from the get-go, I missed the first, let's say, half an hour. So from 40 minutes uh, on, from what I saw, they, they had control. Even when Croatia equalized, I felt that. France was in control. Um, there, were, I know there was that that penalty shout against Croatia. I think it was against uh, Parasic for his handball in the box, and I can't imagine that not being a handball. Oh yeah, um, that was definitely throwing his hand down at that is is intentional as it comes. So definitely. I mean, it went to VAR, and I was <laughs> amazed that he even had to go to VAR. But okay, the right call was eventually made. France scores, and then from that point on, it's it's the France show. And it looked like it was a pretty good turnout at the stadium. I, I saw some of the pictures uh, that Orange County uh, SC uh, threw out there on Twitter and, and whatnot. And um, it looks like there was a nice uh, amount of people out there, blankets set up, people watching the match. And probably a, a better turnout than I was even anticipating. Um, yeah, and it looked like maybe even you know pretty much a better turnout that you might see than than you might see at some of the matches uh, there. Which I guess that's a little disappointing there, but. Um, was the crowd pretty much into it uh, for most of the match there? Was it a nice, uh, fun experience, atmosphere? Yeah, it was, it was fun. I think uh, even some of our, our least selling games, ticket-wise, probably doubled the number of people there. Uh, okay. We did take up most of the most of that close half to the scoreboard um, in that corner and, and a good amount of the seats uh, along that side as well, where uh, okay. the band normally plays, but... There weren't a ton of people, and it was a it was a very different crowd from who I see at matches. I think they did a great job opening up that game to the public and having a lot of people that normally wouldn't come to a game go to that game. Um, and I think 
not having England in that final probably made a pretty big difference. I think a lot of those fans um, probably would have been at pubs, various pubs. Uh, Possibly, yeah. Liverpool pubs, Chelsea pubs, watching that match instead. Instead oh, of France, Croatia. <laughs> and Yeah. Um, said it's you know France, Croatia, and you get a lot of neutral fans coming. Sorry about that. You get all the neutral fans coming in um, and, and having a good time. Well, yeah, and, and, and I guess the big hope on that, and I'm sure this is the club's hope, is you get some of those fans that maybe haven't been to the stadium or haven't been to a match yet, and now they've experienced what the stadium looks like, um, although the pitch probably isn't in, wasn't in the greatest condition at that point. I mean, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later here as well. Um, but maybe you're going to be able to draw in at least, you know, even if you can draw in a couple percent, uh, a few percent of the amount of people that attended that match that were newbies to come check out a match, uh, Orange County Soccer Club match. Um, that might be great. I, I know the club threw out some of the players there, let some of the uh, fans meet the players, get autographs and whatnot. So um, hoping that uh, that that will help grow um, the, the fan base for Orange County because ultimately that's the, that's the big hope on that. Um, but back at the World Cup. So World Cup, Croatia, France. France ends up being the winner, which means yours truly, Ray Samora, picked the winner from the beginning, and I get to sort of brag about it, right? Have at it. <laughs> All right, so Ray Samora picked France at the beginning of the World Cup. Uh, there was times where it was a little shaky, where you thought maybe they won't be able to pull it out, but they did in the end. They beat Croatia. And I can now, I guess, call myself a World Cup soccer expert um, after that performance and that pick. And, and the interesting thing is, I don't know if you've checked out, Dylan, on uh, one of our partner sites, Angels on Parade. They actually did a... Um, a expert pick the the writers for the website picked sort of what it was is all the writers picked like from the very beginning of the tournament who they thought or what place each team was going to finish in each of the groups and then who would win throughout the tournament and i joined in on that um i sort of pushed my way into that but i joined into that and throughout most of the tournament i was sitting in last place but thanks to my wonderful pick of france i finished second out of five of us so I definitely finished on the top half. So I'm just going to keep bragging about this this France pick and how well I did in picking France. And, uh, you know, I picked France. I picked England in the final. Unfortunately, they almost made it. Uh, maybe I would have got the victory on that if England had gone there. But all in all, I feel like I did a pretty good job on this World Cup. Yeah. Uh, I guess <laughs> definitely better than I did. But, you know, I, there's I, always I, 2022, right? <laughs> Someone tell me there's always 2022. The, the, the Winter World Cup, I guess? The Winter World Cup that... Uh, is anyone actually going to watch or go to? Reigns to be seen. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, and who knows? Maybe even between now and then, something will change where they'll have to move the World Cup. And you know, but I, I don't think that'll happen. But it'll be interesting. Um, and hopefully, at that point, U.S. has uh, gotten their their stuff together, and they're going to be participating in that along with some of these other great countries uh, in soccer. So go France if you were supporting France or you picked France along with me. Congratulations. Give yourself a hand. Um, if you picked any of the other squads, tough luck, better luck in four years, just like Dylan. <laughs> all right. So let's get uh, into Orange County because uh, that's what you guys all uh, listen to us for is to hear us talk about our thoughts on Orange County Soccer Club. And so we're going to just go match by match as far as there's been a couple matches since we last spoke. One of those matches happened while I was in Texas and the team from Texas, San Antonio, was out here in Orange County. And that was this past Saturday as Orange County Soccer Club hosted San Antonio FC in a, uh, I guess, a, a match that ended up being very similar to their previous matchup um, and saw Orange County come out victorious. 
Um, it seemed like a pretty interesting match. I know, Dylan, you were there at the stadium. Uh, I know one of the big complaints about that match and about that stadium uh, on Saturday was the field conditions, which watching the stream on ESPN Plus, I could definitely see um, the poor conditions of that uh, that pitch. Were you guys able to notice that when you guys were in the, in the bleachers out there? Oh, definitely. I mean, we're even closer than you are watching the stream um, and getting to go onto the pitch Sunday morning for the World Cup game. We saw there's just seemingly sand all over the pitch, which I'm not really sure what that was meant to do. <laughs> it hasn't rained here, so I don't think drainage is any idea. But hopefully with them on this on this road trip, it gets a little bit of a break and hopefully uh, they can lay some new uh, grass down. Maybe between matches they throw sand out in the pitch and they do some... Uh some sand soccer or something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I, I know we've seen that in the past matches. Uh, I know it was there at the, the previous match against Los Dos. Uh, you could, everyone was sort of looking and be like, what's that stuff that's like being kicked up uh, while the players are running? Well, we, we got to know now based on, you know, the fans that got to go on the uh, pitch for the World Cup thing. And, and again, you could just really see all those dirt patches on the, on the pitch. Um, hopefully it gets fixed. It looks like um, one of our members of Counterline Coalition sort of started his own little... Um, Twitter petition to try and get Irvine to fix the field and um, I think I saw either on Facebook or Twitter that uh, someone actually had pasted a, uh, posted a picture that it looks like they're at least doing something with the pitch uh, so that would be good we definitely want that because um, I know sometimes we bash some of the other stadiums especially those baseball fields uh, our pitches where you have this like random sod being laid out on the the dirt part of the fields but um, definitely want to have them on a good pitch but so enough about the field let's talk about the match uh, the good guys, Orange County, won 3-0 uh, over San Antonio, just like they had done when they traveled out to San Antonio before, I believe. And it was a pretty interesting match. Um, maybe we can call it, uh, you know, yellow card hour, hour and a half or something like that because it seems like there was just a ton of yellow cards being issued to not just San Antonio but to Orange County. I, I don't remember the exact number. Um, maybe I'll go and look here and use my trusty computer to see what we have on this. But I know it was a good amount of yellows. Um, I think Orange County had four. And... Yeah, I don't have it right in front of me at, the, <laughs> at this moment. The glaring yellow for me, which I guess I'll just segue into this the now. One it should have been a red, right? Is Diego Restrepo, who should have <laughs> been sent off. And I cannot believe, um, I, I know you jokingly talk about this every week, but the USL refs, um, I haven't seen these guys that were refing until last week, but how on earth is that not a straight red card. You're the last man, and you take out an attacker off Didn't the ball. Didn't touch the ball. Didn't yeah. go for the ball at all. He I mean, just yeah, went it was just a straight, straight up after for Seton. And you escape with a yellow card? Um, so, um, myself <laughs> and some others may have had some choice words for him the rest of the match. Um, I, the, only, and... the only thing I can think of on that is he's a goalkeeper. That's why the ref was being lenient on him. But yeah, it was. He's out of his box. I mean, he's. <laughs> I don't care what who he is at that point. Like, you know, he could be World Cup winner Hugo Loi for that point. At, at that point, if you're out of your box and you're the last man and you don't go for the ball, you should be on the pitch. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I totally agree with you. That I'm just sort of playing the the opposite end of it because I, I, you know, that I guess makes for great podcast. But also, you know, I'm just trying to think of what the ref was thinking on there, and that would be my only he thing wasn't. I can think that that would give the ref any kind of hope for what he did is that it's a goalkeeper. Let's not get him out of the match. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, especially when you watch that, I mean, I know I was watching the stream, so I sort of have this great. Um, 
ability to see replays. There's no VAR in USL or, or whatnot. But you could definitely see. I mean, it was pretty much pretty legit a knee to the side, I think, of, of Michael Seaton on uh, opportunity where he's the last man. Yeah. I, mean, that's- I mean, he ran past the ball to get to Seaton. <laughs> he ignored the ball to try and take out Seaton, which I can see that if you're in the box, I can see the idea of take the penalty instead of the easy goal. He's outside the box, and he still does it. So I, why isn't that a red card? And looking at the discipline report for this week, you know, two weeks ago we looked at the discipline report, and, oh, Alex Cronali is three-match ban for a, a kick at Swipe a, a at Galaxy the player. Swipe at shin or something, yeah. Yeah, off the ball. And here we have one that's just a straight-up, like, rugby tackle, essentially, and nothing. A yellow card, more like- and he's fine. It was more like a WWE, you know, uh, one of those guys that does, likes to do like a high knee to the head or something like that. It looked just like yeah, that. I mean, I guess it was more of like a, or almost <laughs> like a hockey check. Like he just stood seating up. And I mean, I'm I'm fairly certain that's that's not allowed. I don't have the rule book in front of me, but I've been watching this sport for <laughs> like 15 years and I've never seen that not go punished. So that was interesting. No, I agree with you. Yes. I mean, uh, I, I, I swear we're going to have to someday um, here, probably within the next few weeks, get like a little theme song for our recurring segment here for, you know, you know, something to do with, you know, how bad the um, the officiating is in some of these matches. And that probably if we're going to do like a top 10 for bad calls um, that are in, you know, OCs involved with, this would definitely be probably in if not the top and at least in the top three um, from we've been seeing or from what we've been seeing uh, so far this season. Um, but I guess, uh, you know, I was looking on Facebook, um, one of the wonderful members of Counterline Coalition posted on the Counterline Coalition Facebook uh, group, um, and I, I, I was just reading the thread, and, and someone was mentioning, you know, that Orange County's actually struggled um, in some instances this season where we are up a man, so maybe it was a good thing that uh, he didn't get a straight red on there, and we were able to play even with them because um, maybe, you know, it was just meant to be. Um but yeah, definitely. I'm watching. I'm like watching the replay right now as we're speaking. So if I'm sort of uh, sound like I'm off, I'm watching uh, this. Just it keeps yeah, replaying. We should and replaying post and the replaying. GIF of it <laughs> so that people can see. Maybe you miss this, and you can decide for yourself <laughs> as to what I reason you say, can pull out of your head that uh, or other end that uh, that's not a red card. I mean, I, I will please say, tweet at us and tell me because I am dumbfounded. <laughs> I will say I'm looking at this replay and Seton does get a slight touch on it right before the two come together. But I don't see any uh, part of it where uh, is it Restopo um, where he's looks like he's going to make a play. ball. it looks like he's just basically he's realizing he's not going to get it. So now what am I going to do? I'm going to take out the player and uh, props for Seton for being able to get up and stay in the match. And, and um, he was rewarded for it uh, late in the match. So. Uh, with yeah. the, with a goal, so I mean that I mean you look at the positives on there. Um, it didn't uh, re- result in an injury to Seton, and I think uh, if you watch that match, I think Orange County was very dominant on in this match with the ball. Um, you could tell a lot of the San Antonio players. There was a few of them that were just getting really frustrated. Um, there was probably Restrepo another- <laughs> was. We were we were frustrating a lot in the. Uh, I, I was seeing I was seeing some line. I was seeing he, some of that. Yeah, he turned around and actually yelled at some of the ball boys, um, which was an interesting decision to turn around and yell at some 10-year-old kids um, and say some words that probably aren't allowed on the podcast. <laughs> um, so once he said that, it really kicked it ignited you guys, us right? off. Like, I was already you know, starting it because I couldn't believe that that wasn't a red card. So there was, there was some of the ref, there was some of Restrepo for even thinking that was a, a good idea play. or a legitimate play. <laughs> Um, or something that belonged on a pitch. 
Um, so after he turned around and said some of those ball boys, uh, you know, the, the mocking and the um, heckling got a little uh, more prominent and a little bit louder until the end of the match. All right, so so I'm I, I'm an OC fan. I'm not a, a you know a closet uh, San Antonio FC fan on this. But well, that's good. <laughs> you can go back say, to Texas if that's the case. You know, <laughs> I will say though. Um, again, I was watching the stream. I actually watched it uh, uh, again uh, today before we actually started recording, and I did see an instance where uh, a couple of instances where you can see on the screen that the ball boys are heckling. Recep, uh, Restrepo or whatever his name is. Um, I don't know if this is before or after he started saying something or yelling to them. Um, the one thing, the one thing I will say on it is, um, Orange County, the, the, the club, the officials or whatever, uh, for Orange County soccer club, they might need to do a better job of, of letting their ball boys know, Hey, they're there to do a job. They're not, they're not there really to heckle the players. Um, it's one of those things when you're a ball boy, you sort of have to be playing the neutral role almost as if you were a ref out in the field, um, because, um, you're, you're there at, you're working. I mean, I know these are kids, they're out there having fun. Um, and I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to say that the goalkeeper for, uh, San Antonio, that gives him a pass to do what he did. Um, uh, but that's just one thing I, I saw on there and I, I get it. If he's saying something, especially vulgar to kids, that's not okay yeah, to, with me. to a bunch of 10 year olds. Like, <laughs> oh, but, man. but uh, again, the club needs to make sure if they're going to have ball boys back there behind the goal, that those ball boys know they can't really be heckling or trying to interfere, interfere or get in the head of the player. Cause again, they're there to do a job. I know for yeah. ball boy, it's fine. I mean, we had uh, that a few years ago with, uh, <laughs> Hazard and Chelsea. I think when they were playing Swansea and some ball boys laying on the ball and Hazard just gave that ball boy a kick for wasting his time for like not handing got him sent off for it. Ball yeah. Not handing the ball. He just laid on it instead and <laughs> he got sent off. So that, that brought up that, yeah, and and again, uh, you know, again, I'm not uh, trying to, you know, give uh, Rostopo any kind of a clearance to say whatever he said. I wasn't there. I didn't hear it. I know you guys heard it. If it was a fan in the stands, by all means, I mean, you can heckle away. Try and be respectful about it, but heckle away all you want. That's sort of the point of being in the stands. Again, be respectful about it. Don't say anything um, too horrible, uh, especially, you know, you don't want to say anything that comes down to race or orientation or anything like that. That's just not acceptable. But, um, again, he shouldn't have been yelling at the kids. The kids probably shouldn't have been trying to get under his skin being that they're there to be ball boys. Um, in the end, Hey, we win. Um, unfortunately, and handily <laughs> and, and well, and it, uh, it, really it was amazing. And, and guess what? Get, get, one of the reasons I'm going to say it is we had a solid defense out there. And why did we have a solid defense? Walker Hume, right? <laughs> and, and for everyone listening, I really like Walker Hume. It might seem like I don't, and I really, I really, really like Walker Hume. When we resigned him, I was thrilled, and I don't really understand why he hasn't been playing as much. So I'm glad that he's getting minutes now. Hey, but uh, I'll take it. And 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 you Ray is in there? love with him. <laughs> secretly, I mean, I guess not secretly. I talk about him every every week. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was great to see him out there, and he was, you know, he was very solid out there. He, I mean, I will say this: the whole defense was very solid out there for Orange County in this match, um, including the the new loney goalkeeper. Uh, is it Lopez? I believe is his name. Yep. Um, yeah, Luis he didn't have Lopez. much asked of him. He did, in yeah, this he match, did much, but he came up for like two saves, and that was all we needed and those two saves he had to get up high in the air for a couple of those saves too which was amazing mm -hmm. um he did have one instance where he tried to make a play on a ball he totally misplayed it but luckily the player for san antonio was offside so it didn't really impact much um but for for someone that basically got loaned to them the day before and he's getting thrown in uh, you know i guess the coaching staff has no faith in casey byers or, or whatnot but you're throwing in this guy that's um that just got loaned to you i mean typically i i guess that shouldn't surprise us because the same thing sort of happened with uh, 
Hoyville. Um, but, you know, for him to come got, get thrown in right away like that and, and uh, make a good impact, he had a strong defense in front of him. Definitely that helped. But um, props to him for coming out and doing that. And, uh, you know, it's good to see that the front office for Orange County is willing to um, do what it takes to try and keep a solid um, team and have good players at each position um, regardless of what's going on with injuries and whatnot. So that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And I, I do want to kind of touch on that, that Byers gets, you know, one or two games in goal and, and that's it. <laughs> um, and he had a strong game against Colorado. That first and match, yeah. The game against LA, I mean, it wasn't there his were fault. other issues other than him. And we saw that like when we lost against, uh, in the open cup against the Golden State Force, you know, that wasn't Andre Rawls fault for every one of those goals. You know, you get outplayed, and, and there's only so much you could do. And then when you're down a goal or two, it, the team kind of just stops playing, and you got to see out the 90 minutes from that point. So, I thought it was interesting that they brought uh, Lopez in and and started him when we have a backup goalkeeper. I guess though, and, um... and he's there, and and if we're paying him, then we might as well see him on the pitch more than twice. I guess you have uh, LAFC is our affiliate. Um, they probably said, hey, we want to loan our goalkeeper out. You probably can use a goalkeeper right now. That's MLS quality. Um, they probably came to us and said, do you want him? Or we can send him somewhere else. And I think, uh, you know, nothing against Casey Byers, but there's a reason why he is on a USL contract and Lopez is on an MLS contract. And it's because of what is seen uh, between the, those two players. Again, nothing against Casey Byers. He's a great goalkeeper. He's put in a couple good performances. Unfortunately, one of them didn't really go uh, the way we had hoped. But, I mean, you can't blame the club for taking the opportunity to get a second MLS-quality uh, uh, goalkeeper, um, especially with Andre Rolls out um, here for a short bit of time. So um, tough luck for Casey Byers. Awesome, though, to see Lopez come out and have a strong first match um, in the few instances where he had to do something. Again, great job by our defense. Um, and I mean another another strong <laughs> defensive performance later this week, or I mean I guess it was earlier this week by the time of recording um, <laughs> against uh, Swap Park out in yes. Kansas. Yes, we'll we'll get into that Swap Park match. Let's let's do this. Let's um take a look at that San Antonio match and let's go ahead and pick our MVPs for the match. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you start with that, Dylan. Who do you think is or who's your uh, pick for MVP? You know I'm gonna go away from the easy one, uh, Anna Voltson. Ooh. Um, he had a really strong match, and I know he didn't score a hat trick or anything, but he opened the scoring. I think that puts him up at 10 goals now on the season. So he's up there in the Golden Boot race. And as well as that, he just seemed to have like a really complete performance. Um, he doesn't have to score three goals, or even he doesn't have to score every match if we have other guys scoring. Um, for me, he had a strong match and and filled in that, that number 10 role that he often does uh, pretty pretty well. Kind of linked up well with uh, Seton for, for a good portion of it. Can't go wrong with that pick. Um, you know, I actually um, was planning on going a little differently than what the obvious choice will be. So let's just say what the obvious choice is. Of course, um, it would be Aiden Quinn. He was named to the USL Team of the Week. Um, he was uh, a key part on a couple of those goals. Yeah, two um, assists. Yeah, I mean, and he's been doing that all season. So, I mean... I don't want to shortchange him. He was awesome. He was a pick for USL uh, Team of the Week. So um, I guess that's the obvious choice there. One that I wanted to sort of call out that I just was, uh, and it was sort of a, a last-minute thing after just sort of thinking about what I saw in the match, but one player that I saw that did a really great job, even though he didn't get on um, the score the score sheet. Was or it like Walker that. Hume? 
<laughs> I, I would say the whole defense would get an MVP because they did they did phenomenal out there. But I wanted to give actually some props uh, to Mark Segbers because um, if you watch that replay, he was actually a key uh, key piece for the team on that right side of the field. He was really said he he had a couple opportunities to set up some players and got a, a cross um, a couple crosses a, across the goal. Just um, ended up getting into the feet or the hands of San Antonio. But he was actually giving San Antonio quite a handful out there on the right-hand side of the of the pitch um, and did a, an amazing job out there. And then there was also a couple times where you watched late in the match where he was tracking back on defense um, when Kevin Austin had uh, made some advancement up the field. Um, Segbers was doing a good job of tracking back and doing what you need to do when you're when you're um, – your your wing back or your back um, gets up there with you. You need to help him out on defense. So uh, I, I know he didn't score. I know he didn't get, uh, uh, you know, any crazy stat or anything like that. But I was just actually impressed by his performance out there. Um, and I know we don't get to see him all the time because every so often he has to go uh, across the country and, and you know, whatnot. But great job by him and, and ultimately great job by the whole team because I think it was a really good team effort out there. Um, defense, uh, ball control and some great uh, quality opportunities to score. Ooh, okay. So, what happened next? Uh, so after that Kansas. match, <laughs> after that match, uh, Orange County uh, uh, began the first game of a, I believe, a three-game road trip here uh, that they're in the midst of, um, or is it a two-game, uh, two-match? Um, no, it's a two-match, right? It's just a two-match swing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's the Midwest again. Um, Orange County has had some decent luck on some uh, swings out to the Midwest. The, they had earlier this season where they went to Oklahoma and they beat the two Oklahoma teams. Um, they had the opportunity to Texas where they went one and one against uh, uh, Rio Grande Valley and San Antonio. Uh, but both of those matches were decent at least. And then now they're coming into this where they're heading out to Swope Park. Um, and I think this is the first time they saw Swope Park this season. So, um so let's, I mean, let's just uh, talk about it. Uh, it was a pretty good match uh, again. Um, and Lopez in goal again. And so two matches for Lopez. And, uh, oh, we didn't even say the score. The score. Orange County won the match 4-0. Um, and so the two straight matches for Lopez on his debut for um, clean sheets. And it's just a pretty another pretty good match all around for Orange County. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, and a really complete performance uh, up front top as well i mean anytime that you guys have four goals in a game it's it's impressive and the impressive part is um it's three of your key forwards up there um that got on the score sheet with thomas ennevoldson uh michael seaton again and uh geo godoy off the off the bench got a, a goal so you had your three pretty much key forwards up there all got a goal on the sheet and then uh, the guy who just came, you know, was just coming off a USL team of the week, Aiden Quinn, gets on the goal sheet as well. So, um, yeah, definitely a really, really solid performance. Um, and that solid performance from Orange County in Swope Park moved them up the table. Um, and now they're sitting third on the table. Uh, they're five behind Real Monarchs, which I guess maybe that's uh, a little unrealistic. And they're only one point behind Reno, uh, 1868, who is a little bit of a surprise because they've just been on a tear. So, um, I think this is about where the club belongs. The quality that we have and the performances that we've put in all season long. Third or fourth place is about where this team should be. Um, goal difference is helping us a lot here. We have 16 goals Do they, more they, than Sacramento. <laughs> no, they, I mean, their goal difference, They they if you look at them, their goals for and their goal against, they're like, I believe, best in the West on both of those. If not, they're in the top for both of those, um, which is amazing. 
uh, for this this team. I know they've had some matches where they've just taken care of business against teams that they should easily win. Um, you know, talking about you, Tulsa. Uh, <laughs> and and it's, to think they could actually be sitting in second if not for Reno on this their amazing run that they've been on. I'm just looking at the most recent five matches and they've won each of those five matches. Um, I mean, so you think about that. That's a very special five-match span for most teams, especially in the uh, USL. Uh, so to see that, I mean, just one of those matches end up differently and Orange County would be sitting in second right now. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, impressed with where they're sitting on the table. And that um, that amazing match in, I, I think they play in Kansas in Kansas City, right? They they play in the. Uh, I believe they moved back into the, the sporting Kansas proper City. stadium, and as opposed to the weird sports park thing that they played in. <laughs> but I mean, to head there, I mean that's that's a probably what what one of the longest trips you're going to do as an Orange County Soccer Club team, at least during the regular season. Yeah, I think um, St. Louis is the only. You know what? I actually don't know the Midwest geography at all. They're all flyover states. And <laughs> uh, apologies to everyone who lives or is from <laughs> one of those things, but I'm spoiled by living here. You're I gonna... don't actually know if St. Louis is further east <laughs> of it, Kansas City or not. I think it is, actually. I should look at a map. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say 99% certain that it is um, because I know St. Louis touches Illinois and Illinois is further than Kansas. So um, we'll just go off of that. And... Uh, and just well, by... you're not wrong. <laughs> I just I just googled it and it says yes, 251 miles uh, east of Kansas City. So look at so um, any of you Midwesterners, you know, it was Dylan that is saying it's a flyover state. Yeah, I sorry, was just, everyone. I was just recently in Austin, Texas, which is you know middle of the country there. So um, I have no problem with you guys. Uh, you know, St. Luligans, if you guys listen to our podcast at all, you know, we're playing you guys uh, in a couple in in a day here actually. Um, and you know, take it out on Dylan if you guys. Uh, yeah, no. Or... <laughs> if anyone has a problem with my thoughts about the Midwest, uh, come find me at a game and tell me, and we can talk it out about why it's a flyover state. I mean, See, I don't d- mind. <laughs> you're 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 gonna hide in the cozy confines of Orange County, where you're probably not gonna have many of these people traveling to you, right? Yeah. I, well, I'm if you're at a game and, and you're from <laughs> the Midwest, I mean, seriously, come and talk to me and 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 tell me why uh, Kansas is an awesome place and. I'm all ears. You know, apparently, though, Kansas has some pretty good food. Kansas City, at least. Um, it, oh, there's no doubt about that. I'm sure their, <laughs> their barbecue is probably uh, amazing. By the way, I was in Austin, Texas. Amazing barbecue that I had there. But Austin, Texas is somehow this, like, crazy food place. I mean, it's pretty much food and music. And so if anyone ever is going to go to Austin, um, I mean, plan on pretty much eating out every night. I was, We were planning on, you know, we were staying at a place that had a full-on kitchen and uh, we were hoping to buy some groceries and do some stuff, but we were like, hell no, we're going to just eat out because there's just so many options. Okay, back to... Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, before we go back to that, oh, if, if the club is somehow convinced by this podcast to go and send you on all these vacations and all you're going to do is eat good food, <laughs> I'm feeling left out. So you better buy some Tupperware and we'll, we'll get it Orange County branded and then you're sending that back so I can have some too. Yeah, it just won't taste the same, man. It's okay. I'll just, you know it's what I'll do? It's still worth it. I'll do I need something out of this, right? I'll do those amazing food selfies that people like to take, and I'll just send them to you. Here you go, Dylan. Yeah. No, that's 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 the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Swope Park Rangers, uh, OC wins 4-0. Um, amazing performance. I, I, I think, again, another amazing performance all around, especially in that second half. Orange County just sort of turned it on and just dominated um, the, the home team. And... So now we have two these two matches, um, both wins, both shutouts, and both high scoring for Orange County. So 
uh, seven goals in the last two matches. We head over to St. Louis here tomorrow. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, we came, we're, you know, today's Friday. Uh, and so tomorrow, um, I believe is the match against St. Louis in St. Louis. So, but luckily the team's already pretty close to that. I guess Dylan said 200 and something miles away. Uh, so it's not a difficult travel to get from Kansas city over to St. Louis and St. Louis is dealing with some injuries and with a short roster. So, um, this is definitely an opportunity for orange County. The plus side for st louis i guess you can say is they haven't played in a couple weeks their last scheduled match was against tulsa but it got i guess rained out or something Um, i'm looking at the usl website it says it was abandoned i have no idea what abandoned means when it comes to a soccer match but um i don't know if they're going to replay it at some point or it's just they're saying hell no we're not going to play this match but so a depleted roster in st louis but they at least have had some time to rest a little bit and get prepared so and, and for the opposite is true for Orange County. They're coming off a, a midweek match and a match last Saturday. So this is their third match in in a week. So we'll see how that match impacts. But um, I'm not going to say the C word. I'm not going to act like this is an easy match. Um, it's something where hopefully Orange County has learned from their past experiences and they're going to come in focused and take care of business on the road so they can head home to California uh, with a clean sweep on this uh, two game two-match road trip yeah i mean we saw that that bounce back after the loss against the galaxy um i don't think we need to worry about complacency in this match uh i think that especially being pushed up into into third now you know this this team's focused and and the higher up we do the the in theory the worst team we get when we're in the playoffs and i'm <laughs> confidently saying now we're over half of the season orange county is going to make the playoffs I will go out on a limb and say they're going to make it in the top half of the playoffs. Um, so in, in two months, you guys can all come and, and yell at me about how I jinxed us jinxed and how us. we're in fifth or something. I don't know. All right, so you if can you're tell me then. If you're listening right now, make sure you find a piece of wood, knock on it right now really hard uh, to knock out that, that jinx that Dylan Possig put on, on us, Orange County, because I'm not going to say it. I've learned my lesson. I'm not going <laughs> to boast and brag, I guess. But, you know, hey, I guess I did boast and brag about France, and they ended up winning it so <laughs> I, I don't know what to think now, but um, definitely, I mean, this is this this is a match where you're looking at two contrasting teams. Uh, one of them's at the top of the table. One of them's in the lower half of the table. Uh, one of them is pretty healthy for the most part. There are a couple of injuries here and there, but um, there's the depth on the Orange County uh, roster to help supplement some of those injuries that they're dealing with. Uh, and with St. Louis, they're pretty much having to, I guess, pull people off the street to come play with them or at least come sit on their bench so they can field a full roster. Um, uh, and so, uh, you would hope that that means uh, a good result for Orange County. I don't think we have to worry about it. I can't see it not being <laughs> a good result for us. So I'm if, sure this team is focused and we have the ability. We looking at the table, we have the ability. And I think this team is focused enough mentally to be sure. So you're just, you're, you're claiming it right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Dylan's got the confidence. I haven't yet grown my confidence back um, to confidently say anything, but I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty excited for the outcome of this match. I'll say it that way. Um, people are gonna be like, "Yeah, you're basically saying that uh, that word that you're trying to avoid." But any way around it is what you're trying to do. But I haven't been punished yet for being confident in this team. Well, I guess you know a little bit with the galaxy, but yeah, we bounced back, so I bounced back too. Yeah, it, 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 it is uh, pretty amazing. And, um, you know, if they can come out victorious against St. Louis, that definitely will um, help them 
with what they're trying to do. Let's see uh, who's Reno facing. Um, actually, Reno doesn't have a match this weekend. Um, I'm looking at it right now. So really, if Orange County can even get a result in this match, they'll move into at least second place over uh, with Reno. Now that's not that's not saying what Sacramento or Phoenix do this weekend. Um, but so a good opportunity if they can win the match, they're pretty much guaranteed they'll be in second place regardless of what happens with uh, Sacramento, unless Sacramento somehow can score. 16 goals and give up zero goals and move ahead of us or tie with us in the goal differential so a good opportunity for orange county and i hope that that opportunity is sticking in the back of their heads and they're gonna um again be very focused in this match and if any players are listening there's your inspiration do it for <laughs> me so my ego has something there you go all right so um you know one thing uh we didn't mention there was another new player that was added to the Orange County roster. Um, Darwin Jones. Darwin Jones, uh, former of Seattle. Yeah, former homegrown player from Seattle. Um, for whatever reason, you know, yeah, not everyone's bound for greatness uh, when it comes to soccer. But when you can get someone, well, hey, that, he's on this team, so he's bound for greatness now. Oh, he is because he's on our team. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'll look at it That's again. Faith, right? It, you got to look at it. So a similar scenario i guess not so similar but you know kevin austin joined our team he had mls experience at a young age um he's come in and he's pretty much solidified that right side of the of the defense and he's been pretty 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 strong back out back there maybe you know you can give away his first you know one or two appearances but that could have been just rust you know coming through um i i think the the thing i'm enjoying about orange county right now is they're not being complacent like some of these other usl teams are they're actually opening up their pocketbooks they're finding um uh, players that are not just, you know, these hopeful players. They're finding players that have experience uh, playing either in the MLS or at least in tough competitions. Um, uh, you know, you even brought in, you know, Hoyville, you know, earlier in the season, although it hasn't quite panned out as we had expected or had hoped. But, I mean, there's still more time in the season. So um, props or kudos to the front office for not just sitting there and doing what some other teams do, like, you know, maybe St. Louis, where you're sort of trying to just field the smallest roster possible to avoid having to um, pay players, I guess. Um, Orange County is definitely um, showing a commitment. You know, they're they're seeing that they have an opportunity this season uh, for a good finish. So they're they're not sitting down and... and you know just hoping it comes home they're 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 yeah. fighting for it and i think that was clear at the beginning of the season when we signed um aiden quinn and christian duke you know those guys aren't going to be signing for no wages yeah so kudos to the ownership and and the investment groups and everything that we pulled in this past year to be able to afford these players so that we could have a better product on the pitch and a better end result you know last year our team would not have won a match 4-0 against Kansas City. Two years ago, they wouldn't have done it, and we did it this year. And you know, we're, we're better than we ever have been since I've been watching. No, no, it's um, it's amazing. Now, what we need to do is we need to see that fan support show that we're appreciative of it because, um, although we're not at the very bottom of the numbers for attendance, there are some teams that are just pulling crazy, you know, these crazy numbers. Now, I get it. We're Orange County. We're not, you know, in the middle of of nowhere. We're not. Uh, I'm, and no offense to any of you cities that might take offense by that but we're not in uh we're not competing with minor league te baseball teams and you know um division two college programs we're we're yeah, dealing we're with competing against <laughs> two hockey teams two baseball teams and at the end of this year two football teams there's and, a lot of other stuff to do and two basketball that that'll be yes, sorry i forgot about your favorite sport <laughs> 
hey, you know what? No, soccer has surpassed basketball. I've come to realize that because for soccer. You heard it here first, everyone. (laughs) Ray has converted. I well no I, I'm just gonna say because I follow legitimately like religiously follow two soccer teams now I follow Tottenham Hotspur I follow Orange County Soccer Club when it comes to basketball I follow the Clippers and I'm just sort of realizing you know I had opportunities with summer league that just happened I know it's summer league um, but I had opportunities to watch at least a little bit of quote unquote Clipper basketball and I watched like a half of a match um, or a you know in basketball it's a game uh, so uh, I, I I can probably say I'm more leaning towards soccer um and i think part of it too is just my kid plays soccer um we do year round we play spring fall winter um and i coach his team so i'm coaching i miss those days <laughs> hey, making me feel old it wasn't that long ago but hey dylan if you ever want to come out and, and do a free coaching session with my boys come on out uh, oh my god i'm gonna <laughs> text you right after we're done nah it's uh it's pretty cool no that I, I have uh this team that the league we play and they let us keep our players together or they let coaches build teams so i have players that are now going to be entering their fifth or fourth or fifth season with me as coach and they've been on my team um there's two of them and my son that have been there since basically the beginning and this season we're returning nine out of ten players and the tenth player we're bringing on is someone that we actually asked to join the team so i almost have like a mini club team going here I just need to find, you know, a sponsor for some jerseys, get some cool stuff going and, and build. If I shave my face, can I join? <laughs> uh, you might be a little too big for, for the, the six and seven, seven year old um, soccer oh. players, but All right, yeah. we'll call me back in a few years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So uh, yeah. So soccer is sort of taken over for me. Um, I'm know. happy for you. <laughs> America is happy for you. Yeah, America must be happy, right? Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else we, uh, we talked about? Well, we talked about World Cup. Go France, yay. Um, we talked about the matches. We talked a little bit about St. Louis. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I can't call myself a St. Louis uh, FC expert, so I'm not going to sit there and try and, you know, get into detail of what they're going to do and what we're going to see from St. Louis. Um, that's time to time where I try and bring on some of these experts from other teams so they can share that insight with you guys. Unfortunately, um, with the vacation I was on last week, I just sort of said I'm not going to deal with um, pushing too hard on getting guests, but we'll we'll try and return and start bringing more guests on in the future, um, especially when we're playing some of these teams that we don't get to see that often or that we don't get to uh, hear from often. So, um, what else? I, I I know one thing I did forget to do earlier on is I do need to remind everyone that the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is part of the Beautiful Game Network. Uh, BGN.FM is where you can find our podcast along with many other podcasts uh, that are. You know, primarily USL and soccer-based podcasts. So make sure you go and check out the site. Not just listen to our podcast, but listen to everyone else. Um, you can also find our information plus many um, a great coverage of Orange County Soccer Club on Angels and Parade, AngelsandParade.com, which is part of SB Nation. Uh, again, they've been covering Orange County Soccer Club back when they were the Blues, and they cover. You know, they at least have a, a preview and a recap of every match. Plus, they uh, post. You know. uh, blurbs you know when there's breaking news or any news about you know roster movements or whatnot um if you do not want to spend the time trying to locate articles or stories about orange county soccer club you can always go to our website orangeandblacksoccercast.com we basically do all the work for you we find all the articles that are related to orange county soccer club we put them in our blog section with links to the articles so you go into our blog you can click on the link and it'll take you to angels on parade orangecountysoccer.com uslsoccer.com orange county register la times we find links to all the orange county stories that we can find put them on there so check it out if you want a nice easy place to find orange county soccer club news and you have time to read some articles feel free to do it 
Um, with that said, I think uh, we've covered what we need to cover this this week, Dylan. What do you think? Is there any last thoughts you have, or anything else you wanna you wanna share? Um, coming out to these games in in August, we got the the beer fest going on, and the club doesn't pay me either. I know they don't pay Ray, <laughs> um, but come on out and, and say hi. You know, you know where to find me. You, you guys can see me on the uh, on the stream every week. I'm in the corner of us us crazies. Um, come say hi and have a good time. You know, we, we talk about it every week, but this team is, it's good and we're getting better and you know, it's, it's fun to come watch a team win three nil. And it's fun to watch a team go in four nil, even when it's away. So, you know, come, it's not a far drive, no matter where you are in Orange County to come down to Irvine and down to the stadium and, and watch a match. And you know, it's cheaper than every other professional sport here. And you got a lot closer to view. So I'm challenging you, those of you who don't come out to matches to come to at least one. Plus, it's a lot more exciting, a lot more fun uh, to see the match live. It's sort of that same thing that people say about hockey. Um, just doesn't look the same or isn't the same as being there live as it is as watching it on TV. Um, yeah, so come on out. And it's in Irvine, so you don't have to worry about parking your car and then coming back and the windows are smashed in and people have taken whatever you had in your car. We're paying for parking. Free <laughs> or, parking. Yeah, free parking. So and that's then, a huge bit. And then a big park that surrounds the stadium. So you can either come before the match and you know do a little picnic out there, jump on that big orange balloon and get a bird's eye view of, I guess, whatever you want to see up in. Of the stadium. <laughs> that's a, It's a cool view. Have you been up there? I have not, but I've been told that it's a cool view. And when I'm sitting and I'm watching the match and I look up to my right and I see, the, see balloon, the balloon, I'm up. thinking, oh, this this must be awesome. It's this like little, lit up uh, orange. Little Hawkeye cam. <laughs> and then uh, they have a merry-go-round there. So if you've never been to the stadium or the park, you can come out there with your, your kids. They can go on a merry-go-round before the match, go up in a balloon. Um, and I'm still trying to convince those those wonderful people over at Caroline Coalition that the you know the next match or the next big victory just get all of us to go buy some tickets for the merry-go-round and just take over the merry-go-round for one or two rides and just chan away while you're spinning around after you've been drinking all that beer that probably won't be that good actually so. <laughs> but yeah, I think now I think now the city of Irvine owes us some money for some advertisements or something. So I know, uh, huh? you know, pay up or or pay up or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Come, come see a match and, and come say hi and. You know, if, if you're listening, you probably probably care a good amount about this club. So. Yeah, come so, see it in person. It's always better. <laughs> we're just we're, we're just giving out free advertisements for everything, right? So uh, again, I want to thank y'all for listening. If if you've uh, been listening to us since the beginning, or if you at least have been returning uh, since you found us, thanks for coming back each and every episode. Uh, it's people like you that help uh, encourage Dylan and myself to join or to come on. Uh, and spend our evenings recording a podcast for you. If you're a first-time listener, feel free to check back on some of our older episodes. We're always referencing things we've talked about in the past. Um, you might not get our Walker Hume, uh, you know, humor when we're talking about it if you're listening to us for the first time. But if you've listened to us all the all the episodes, we pretty much bring them up um, you know, all the time. And it could be said maybe I do have a little bit of a man crush on him or something. I don't know what it is because I'm always um, looking for him out there on the field or on the pitch. But um, yeah, feel free to to keep listening to us. Uh, and, uh, again, thank you for listening to us and, you know, for, for that, I guess we'll just say, uh, thanks for, for hanging out. And this is Ray and for Dylan, uh, this is the orange black soccer cost soccer cast, and we're signing off. I knew you'd give us one more. I had to go County. <laughs> Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info 
at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.